You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, Ballyhooed buddies buzzing for beaver bits. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 148. I am your humble host, Karen, and we are your slightly sleepy, sleek, Slytherins, slavishly slamming Slurpees. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Dana. I'm a, a Ravenclaw, Karen. I know, we're we, all Ravenclaws. <laughs> I know. But, we but all I'm, are. Yeah, but I'm Chris. Yeah. So before we get started here, uh, I have a fun note to share from our website. Uh, on the dating episode a couple episodes back, I talked about the awkward uh, double date where uh, my roommate and friend took some girls to see Reservoir Dogs. And so that got to be a little too much for the girls. They got up and walked to see Last of the Mohicans, which was uh, playing in the theater right next door. And you door. guys stayed. We stayed. Yeah, you you know, stayed wait. on your date. <laughs> they were early, new to dating. Maybe, yeah. or <laughs> we were invested were, in the were, movie. They were yeah. new to dating. Dating. They, were, they new, were new dating. New, new dating. Right. It could be. Matt Matt writes in and notes, uh, quoting moviebodycounts.com. Okay. Which okay. is, of course, a website. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the total deaths in Reservoir Dogs equals 12. Mm-hmm. Total deaths in The Last of the Mohicans equals 172. Mm. <laughs> so Matt Matt thinks that we made the less violent choice by staying to watch for the end of Reservoir Dogs. You know, it's all about context. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, what, like three billion people die in Star Wars, right? Yeah. They blow yeah. up yeah. all around. It's just yeah. uh, it's how, it's how up close yeah, and personal actually, are the well, deaths. Well, no, how's the con? So I'm on moviebodycounts.com. Uh, it says, highest body count movies. Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, eight hundred thirty-six. Now are they so counting it has to be orcs? On screen. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you have to actually see the body of. Yeah. So if you're like, I blew up a planet, like I don't. You right. Know, that doesn't right, right, yeah. count. So Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, huh. eight hundred thirty-six. Oh. So compared to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good trivia. That is. And it's also it's time for another one of our correction clarification segments. Um, actually... Surprisingly enough, it was not our, uh, Marvel quiz. Uh, I was anticipating for a lot of nitpicking. We got a few, but, uh, uh... Mostly it's for our last episode. The doctor is in. We talked about medical stuff. Uh, Colin, you talked about defibrillators and resuscitating people on TV. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, someone wrote, You kept calling a defibrillator an AED or automatic external defibrillator throughout the TV trope segment. But an AED is a very specific type of device designed to be used by someone much less trained. For both things, right. The AED is like the kind of thing you'll see like out in a field, like in a public place or something. It's not necessarily the kind they would have at a hospital, like the more pro level. But yeah, someone else also wrote in and mentioned that, you know, the ones you see in the public places, they don't really have the gel and the pads. Those are like, just like a little sticky. You just like peel off the back of a sticker and just stick it on. They're pre-sticky. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So there is a difference between the, the ones in the hospital and the ones that you'll actually see as a person out in the world somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, apparently like a lot of restaurants have them. Yeah, yeah. Like any public spaces. Airport, airports, uh, stadiums, you know, anywhere where there's a lot of people. Yeah. Technically, we can use them. <laughs> oh. It comes down to that. <laughs> All right. Because really, you just... It's automatic versus the the kachung one from, right, from the hospital, right, right. which is what you want to use. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. what you actually want to use. But you know, yeah. But yeah, you're not going to be expected to do the gel and shout out the clear and all that stuff in public. <laughs> right. Right. Don't, don't worry you about wanna. that. Yeah. You yeah. Wanna. yeah. <laughs> oh all right, and it's time 
for our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Here we have a random trivial pursuit card, and you guys have your warning radio zoo buzzers. Here we go. This card is from 1990s. Ooh, 90s. Okay. okay. 90s Trivial Pursuit. The in Genus Edition or? Just 90s. Oh, trivial 90s pursuit. Trivial. Oh, okay. Yeah. So everything has to do yeah. with the 90s. The 90s. Oh. In particular, oh. this is 1995. Oh, oh. all right. 1995. Okay. All right. Wow. I was alive then. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We went to WrestleMania. We were walking out of WrestleMania, and there was a kid in front of us talking to us, um, and he was like, oh, I don't know that person. Did they wrestle during the during the 19 years? <laughs> and I kind of realized, like, oh the, any year starting with 19 to yeah. this child is a far-off, never, it never happened yet. <laughs> during the, the 19, 19 not years. Not even, not, not the 90s or the 80s, that just everything is all lumped yeah. together into the 19 years. The, the 1920 years. Flappers, Pee Wee Herman, everything. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow. One foot in the grave. 1995, here we go. Uh, Pink Wedge, who slipped from Britain's second richest person to 17th when her home art collection was deemed national property? Dana. Queen Elizabeth? Yes, the second. Yeah, Yeah. Queen Elizabeth. Sure, the one who was alive in the 90s. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yellow Wedge. What spineless video game superhero fights evil with the help of Snot and Peter Puppy? Oh. Chris. Earthworm Jim. Correct. Brown Wedge. What film follows Sharon Dion, named after great singers of the past that now do infomercials? Chris. Clueless. Correct. Oh, Oh, yes. All right. Uh, Orange Wedge. What Calvin Klein waif? Inspired New York subway riders to scrawl "Feed Me" on her ads. <laughs> Colin, uh, that's got to be Kate Moss. Kate Moss. Does it say "ass" on the Trivial Pursuit card? What abs? Oh, abs. abs. <laughs> you said ass. <laughs> abs. I really thought. Oh, oh abs. Abs. Not abs. 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 I thought you said abs. I thought you said ass. I thought ass. <laughs> abs. Uh, wow. I thought okay. you were writing "Feed Me" on her ass. <laughs> Right, uh, Green Wedge, what Arab leader was asked to leave a Lincoln Center concert for world leaders at the order of Mayor Rudy Giuliani? 1995. Uh, Lincoln Center in New York. Okay, I don't think concert for Gaddafi world. wasn't allowed here. Uh, Arab leader. 1995. Saddam Hussein. The look on Karen's face is like, you guys. Pass. Was it... Uh, Colin, yes. Uh, uh, was it Arafat? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good job, Brain! Yeah. You're just trying to think back. Okay, yeah, who, who would have been traveling around? Okay, yeah. all right. All right, last question, Blue Wedge. Who illustrated Jimmy Carter's children's book, The Little Baby Snoogle Fleeger? I'm sorry, wow. can you please read that question <laughs> one more time? Who... <laughs> Who illustrated Jimmy Carter, okay. former U.S. Yeah. president? I thought that's what you said. Okay. All right. Jimmy Carter's children's book titled The Little Baby Snoogle Fleeger. Wow. It's from 1995? Yes. Hmm. 1995. I, I did not know he wrote a children's book. Dolly Parton. 
<laughs> what? No. <laughs> I'm just taking a stab uh, in the dark. I don't know. you It makes sense, Chris. Oh, it makes sense. Oh, Al Gore. No. Uh, Gore <laughs> uh, Amy Carter. Oh. oh, okay. oh sure, rolling. sure. Okay. Thanks, 90s. All right. 90s. All right, good job. Woo. Good job. Totally radical brain. Oh, more 90s driven for suit cars. Yeah. God, I thought like 2015 just started, but now it's already springtime. Yeah. No, we already did our yeah. taxes and everything. Oh, yeah, that's true. God, it was yeah. such a blur. I know. When does spring officially start? Oh, when it the groundhog a- says. No. I think it was it's, March 2020. Yeah, March it starts in the. The equinox, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spring equinox. So it's officially springtime. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Love is in the air. It's a lot lot warmer. And also springtime is probably my least favorite part of the year because that means we have spring cleaning. Mm. And I hate cleaning. And I'm a very (laughs) messy person. And I have a very messy house. I'm very lazy. Uh, You only clean once a year. But but (laughs) this is it. This is the time. It's, it's, you know, it's like, you don't want to do it in the winter, but like when it starts, you know, the, the weather is nice. It's like, okay, all right. I can, I can tackle some of these, some of these projects. Clean out the house. Yeah. Throw out the garbage. I our, believe you. Our focus, <laughs> our focus this year has been on getting stuff out of the house. Yeah. Getting rid yeah. of you know old books, old music, old mm-hmm. whatever, knickknacks, just junk we've been hanging on to. We're kind of pack rats. Junk. Yeah. yeah so much junk, junk. So much junk. And then, yeah. you know, you have to like kind of, Use your brain and decide. That's the right. that's the training thing. It's yeah. decide. Do you know? Yes. Is this worth it? What I need in the future? I don't know. And you know, as they say, one man's trash is another man's treasure. But but a lot but a lot of it is just <laughs> it's trash. Totally <laughs> trash. So it's yeah. figuring out what is trash and what uh, is treasure. So in the spirit of this uh, this week this episode, we're gonna be talking about trash, garbage, garbage. <laughs> oh, I love trash. Anything pretty or dingy or dusty, anything ragged or rotten or rusty, yes, I love trash. Well, folks, in the grand tradition of me going above and beyond the call of duty for Good Job Brain, really oh. gilding the lily on this one. Um, <laughs> Tooting your own horn. Exactly. Yeah. Just just going crazy on one of these episodes. I have done what I don't think any of you guys have done. Uh, I have brought with me to this recording an actual piece of garbage. <laughs> I'm sure you'll all love to see. I'll pass it around right now. <laughs> oh, whoa. Here it is. It's an actual, yes, folks, a real piece of trash pulled out of a a real landfill. Wow! It is one of the Atari games uh, that was recently dug up uh, in my very presence out of a landfill in Alamogordo, New Mexico. It was dug up uh, last summer as part of the documentary Atari Game Over, which you can watch now. That was sent to me uh, courtesy of the city of Alamogordo with a... Um, oh, because it's, uh, it's, it's their property. It's their property. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we dug it up out of an old landfill and now it's everyone It's got a very official looking metal yeah. tag on it, is, it. I mean, you can tell it was buried in the desert um, so under dry. piles and piles. Yeah. It was all dry. There no, was no, no moisture light. to really, Amazing. there was no light, no moisture. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a copy of the Atari game Defender. Defender was the most, I think, the most common game that they actually found down there. And just to recap the story really quickly, when Atari was losing a lot of money in 1983, instead of 
dealing with their returned games and refurbishing them and try to sell them, they decided to just junk them. They threw them away. They worked out a deal with Alamogordo that said, we will bury them. <laughs> we'll dig a hole and we'll bury them. And this is what they were doing with their garbage in this landfill. Is They don't do this anymore because mm-hmm. land modern landfills are very high-tech operations mm. with like liners and things like that. And it's mm. all very high-tech. For something that's been buried for a couple of decades... It looks pretty good. I know. I think it's safe to say we are all savvy computer users here. Four of us, uh-huh. you safe know. To say. Yeah, safe to say. We've all mastered. <laughs> such... I know about Control F. Yeah. Which yeah. Apparently, I was just reading. Not a lot of people do. So. Wait, really? Yeah. Like to find things. Yes. Well, maybe we're very savvy. As I say, we're advanced. Most, yeah. most people's we're like... We're pretty savvy for, like, yeah. people being born in the 19... In the, in the, in the 19 years. years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For old timers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all mastered uh, such high-level concepts as Control-F, as yeah. Chris noticed, and yep. throwing files away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to talk about using the trash on the computer. That process we kind of take for granted. It's relatively new, meaning a two-step process. You know, that if you're on uh, on your computer, you have a file, I'm done with it, you put it in the trash. And then it'll just sort of sit there and hang out until you're ready to go ahead and say, oh, okay, now empty the trash and delete it. And, you know, then it's gone forever. In the old days, it was delete. You know, you delete this file, it's it's deleted. You know, the idea of it hanging out somewhere was sort of a relatively uh, modern development. Mm-hmm. This was so we controversial just... when they introduced it, I remember, into Windows, because it was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm trying to delete this file. I don't want it anymore. You know, I was very, in the DOS days... I was very, like, particular about I know what files are on my hard drive, and I know how much space I have in my hard drive, and it's like, I'm, I, I delete something, I know, I'm, I want to delete it. And this whole idea of, like... You're right, I mean... I trashed it, it, but it's still there. It's still there. That's, you know, we take that for granted now. Right, it's, right. it's a relatively, in terms of computer, you know, time, it's relatively recent. Now, I mean, you may not call it the trash... At all, depending on your system. Oh. We all we all colloquially, of course, call it the trash. You take mm-hmm. a file on your computer, you put it in the trash, and then depending on your computer, maybe you have to empty the trash separately. It's mm-hmm. sitting there. Um, but, you know, the trash with capital T, that's a Macintosh term only. Yes. Oh. yes. The trash, you are a, an Apple Mac user. If you're on Windows, uh, many of you out there right now, I'm sure you know it is... The recycling bin. Yeah. The yeah. recycling bin. So 90s. It is very 90s. Mm-hmm. In fact, the recycling bin debuted with Windows, Windows 95. 95. That's where the recycling bin came mm-hmm. in. You might think that recycling bin was maybe Microsoft trying to be cute or just to tweak Apple a little bit. But no, in fact, trash... Capital T for that purposes is copyrighted yeah. by Apple. They, uh, you know, they had oh, a really? whole bunch of lawsuits in the '90s mm. over a bunch of features of their operating system, and for a variety of reasons, they they lost a lot of those uh, suits. But they did. The judges did agree. No trash. You own it. So any other operating system, they they'll, they'll come after trash. you. They'll come after you. They won't. They won't <laughs> let you call it trash. Let me ask you guys: uh, What kind of trash users are you? So there's there's the kind of person who file goes in the trash, you delete the trash immediately. Immediately. Then there's the kind of person who their trash is kind of like a pseudo backup hard drive of recent mistakes, you know? It's like, ah, just in case, just in case, I'll just put it in there. What about you guys? Karen, I can tell by the look on your face yeah. that you're the you're the latter kind of person. No, I'm, I'm neither. Oh, really? I, I'm the third type where I don't 
You never think, you about, think it. about it. No, I never put anything in the trash. I don't. Whoa. Yeah, I don't delete a whole lot of files anymore. Um, just because we have search. storage space <laughs> has grown. Yeah. to the mm. point where it's like I don't really need those. The, you know, hundred kilobytes back for this text file. Like I'll. I'll just leave it here because maybe I'll need it one day. On the early days of a lot of systems, like on, on the Mac OS in particular, the, the, the trash was stored in, you know, what they call volatile memory, like temporary memory, meaning when you shut the machine off, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, what was ever was in the trash went away. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. the idea of a, of a, you know. It wasn't just taking the file and changing it to a different location on right, the drive. It was right. actually this deleting is... it, but it was holding it in a separate memory just in case. And that need, it's a that need to have the failsafe is really yeah. what drove that change on, yeah. you know, on all the major operating systems. It's just well, to give you a chance to change your mind. Also, yeah. I think in the recent iOS update, when I used to delete pictures, they're gone. But uh-huh. now there's a recently deleted <laughs> yeah. album, and it counts down the days until they're really going to be gone. The TiVo mm-hmm. system uh, does the same with television shows. They're recently deleted. And I think that we've all, as modern tech users, like, we have this sort of in the back of our minds now. It's, it's like, like oh, it's really hard to permanently delete things. So, okay, so yeah, so let's say that you did indeed... Go ahead and do something dumb. You delete a file. You find out the next day you need. But luckily enough, you have undelete software. How does undelete software work? How does how can you undelete something? I bet it just clones it. No, 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 no. It doesn't. Well, so you're talking about back in the day, right? Yeah. 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 When a file is deleted, it's not scrubbed from your hard drive, as so many criminals, so many cyber criminals learn when like their hard drives get seized and the illicit documents that were on there, you know, they recover them because it doesn't delete them. It just tells the the OS like, oh, hey, you know, spaces uh, here through here are now empty space and you can rewrite them if you want. That's yep. how it deletes yeah. the file. You can write on top of it. It says yeah. here. It says we don't yeah. want. You can just rewrite this. Oh. What, it, what it doesn't go yeah. back and do is is rewrite all the zeros and ones with a string of zeros. Long story short, if you want to trash something and be and be sure it's you know deleted beyond just basic retrieval options, you want to look for like secure erase or secure mm. delete or something like that. Or barring that, you may just want to consider yeah. destroying your computer. Well, as far, well <laughs> yeah. also, yeah. as far as uh, cutesy metaphors go, I think uh, if you have McAfee, it's like the shredder. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the shredder also yeah. as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The move to recycling bin in Windows was, I think, one of the very first steps with Windows. And Windows 95 in general definitely was of we, the end users, losing a little bit of control over where things were on our hard drives and what was going on with our computers. It, you know, when you used to run DOS, you know, like it would just yeah. be like C prompt. What do you, what do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do with your files? That's all we have here. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's like everything is laid bare. Now my own computer, I go and it's like, oh, you don't have access to this folder. It's like, get the heck out of here. I don't have access to this folder. What do you mean I don't have access to this folder? This is my computer. Yeah, right. How? Open the pod bay door. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, every listener who runs only from the command line out there, they're all just laughing at us. Right, uh, right, graphic right. Yeah. Yeah, interface. well, yeah. you know what? I don't know how you downloaded this podcast then. <laughs> Burn. You're, you're listening to it as a MIDI. Beep, boop, boop. 
So, here is a word game that you guys get to play, and I'm glad we have everybody here for intense competition. All right. Um, about these, I have some words that I feel have too many letters in them, and they're uh. just, you're going to need to trash. You're going to need to <laughs> send some of these letters to the recycle bin. <laughs> All right. And, what you did and there. throw them out to get a newer, better word. All right. So, for, exa- for example, for actual example, I might say, take a word meaning a part of a chicken that people eat and trash one letter to get something that you put on your head. Oh! Oh. Wing and wig. Yay, there we go. Yeah. Um, You get zero points because that was, of course... (laughs) The example. The the example. Um, You may, If you have trouble, you may... I mean, maybe you won't have trouble, but if you do, you may want to try to work backwards. Like, maybe the hint for the... the, the, Oh, the the shorter word is easier than the other one? Anyway, Mm, I'm just giving you guys some hints, you know, so you can kind of... uh, All right. Yeah, okay. So uh, here is the first real one. Here we go. Take a word meaning to swell up and trash one letter to get a seaworthy vessel. Colin. Uh, bloat trashes an L for boat. Yes, indeed. Colin is the man to beat on this quiz. There, step it up. Take a word meaning to pay out money and trash a letter to get a word meaning moved quickly. Oh, Whoa. I'll go with Dana. Uh, spend and sped. Spend and sped. Spend, yes. sped, uh, sped. Pay out money and moved quickly. Now take a word meaning to fly and trash one letter to get something you would use on a canoe. Whoa, mm-hmm. Karen. Soar and oar. Soar and I was or. like, Very what's good. a soar? <laughs> what's a... I like the, I like, yeah, yeah, I like wow. the time to get on you, the false Wow, so you got yeah. the right word yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. 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 Take a certain farm animal and trash one letter to get a word that means to flow or leak slowly through porous material or holes. Uh, Dana. Is it it horse and hose? It is not. Karen. Sheep and seep. Sheep and seep. Yes. So I was thinking, maybe I was like, maybe... Goose and ooze, but I know oh, it's spelled differently, yeah, but right. that would yeah. be funny. A goose. Ooze. Goose. Goose. Take a word for uh, something that bears the weight of a car and trash one letter to get something that bears the weight of your body. Bears the weight? Yes. Yeah. Um, Colin. Is this shocks and socks? It is not. (laughs) (laughs) Your socks do not actually, they're not load-bearing devices. Dana. Shocks and hawks? Not so much. Because that's your... Oh, that's true. Right? Oh, they're your legs. You know what? Partial credit. Oh, uh, shoe and feet. No, no, that's not it. Feet arches. of the car. Wheel, he wheel and heel. Wheel and heel. Uh, wheel and heel. Uh, you right, buzz in, in, so you don't get oh. any. Wheel and heels with shocks and hocks, though. Shocks, shocks and ham hocks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Take a word for a popular toroidal breakfast confection and throw out one letter to get a popular English language contraction. Popular English <laughs> language contraction. contraction. A popular toroidal breakfast confection. Uh, oh, what a donut and don't. It's not Jeopardy, but yes, uh, <laughs> yes, donut and don't. Uh, trash the U. Yes, trash the U to get don't. <laughs> Finally, take a word for one of the smallest species of edible onions and trash one letter to get a place where certain insects hang out. 
Colin. Uh, chive and high. Chive oh, and high. Nice. I was thinking Very shallot. Good. Yeah. Oh. Shallot and. I was like spring and ring. No. <laughs> yeah, I started shive with shallot as well. Chive and high. Yeah. There you go. All right. Awesome. All right. Trash well, them letters. Trash them letters. All right, I have a I have a general trash quiz for you guys. General trash quiz. You said it was really intense beforehand. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like it covers a wide span of things. Like I could go deep on most of these. So right. so that's what, I'm going to inflict that on you guys. All right, okay. Go. I'll try to make it fun as well. Sorry. That's not like a fun punishment. Fun is a tertiary consideration. <laughs> as well. I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. To the extent that you can. Time allowing. <laughs> We're so nerdy. Yeah. General trash. <laughs> Reporting for duty. All right. First question. Is the five second rule a thing? Is it true or false? <laughs> Well, okay, technically no, but at the same time, I'd much rather eat something that's been down there for five seconds versus something that's been down there for five days. Oh, (laughs) so five second rule is you drop, drop food on the floor. If you pick it up within five seconds, it's it's, fine. It's fine to eat. It's as if it didn't fall on the floor. That's not. True. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is right. false. Right. It is false. Right. Bacteria could be transferred within milliseconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, some things pick up more bacteria than others oh, when they yeah? fall down. Yeah. So Mythbusters did a thing and oh, they yeah? found that, um, like, a irregularly shaped sausage <laughs> picked up bacteria faster than gummy bear would or oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. I guess that's because yeah. it's wet. Yeah. It's, gummy bears is not like, wet. Like, I, I, well, I, mean, I have the yeah. highly scientific technique of I pick it up and I blow on it first yeah. Oh. Yeah. before I eat it. So you yeah. blow the bacteria yeah. off. If, like the pretzel, a pretzel, <laughs> a pretzel sure. on the ground, the bacteria can't hang on. Yeah. Right. Depending on what it is, I might wash it off. Sure. Like, I might wash the sausage yeah. off. True. If it can bear I, water, for sure. Right, yeah. exactly. A yeah. cookie? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> right. <laughs> as the, you know, as they say, you can't wash, wash a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> You see, I've actually thought about this before. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street mm. lives in a trash can. <laughs> the first season, in the first season of um, Sesame Street, he was not green. Yeah, he was a different color. What color was Oscar Whoa. the Grouch? I did not. He come. was orange. Yes. Why did they change him? Do you know? Market testing. Well, I don't they, know. Uh, Just uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they put real trash in the trash can for a while, and, and it wasn't so much as they. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oxidation. So, <laughs> for the grouch oxidized. So, what band is famous for the song "Stupid Girl" and uh, "I'm Only Happy When It Rains"? Oh. <laughs> Karen. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> they co-produced and performed the theme song to what James Bond movie? Or- oh, garbage? Oh. Yeah, Garbage Day. Yeah, Co-produced the theme song. Oh what- okay. Well, okay, well, okay, so timing-wise... It's 90s. not GoldenEye, because that's Tina Turner. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not any of the Daniel Craig, because that was Chris Cornell. It's, it's got to be pre-Daniel Craig. Yeah. Right? yeah early- it's not Die Another Day, because um, that's Madonna. Oh. Wait, oh, I buzzed in. Well, then what's the your answer? The world is not enough. The world is not enough. Yeah! yeah. So two things that you should not throw in the garbage. There are a lot of things you shouldn't throw in the garbage, but two of them babies? that you should not. Well, I mean, I'm not even and, talking oh, about oh, these. Oh, 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 There's okay. like oh, oh. a long list of things you should not throw in the garbage, but two of the ones that you shouldn't throw in the garbage are CFL light bulbs and yeah. batteries. So let's start with CFL light bulbs. What does CFL stand for? 
we had this at Pub Quiz. Yeah. 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 Compact fluorescent lamp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not light. Not light. light. And of course, they gave people points for light because yeah. 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 too lenient, yeah. but it's lamp. Too lenient. You're right. So why can't you throw them away? They have mercury because of the coating. They do. Right? They have mercury in them. They have yeah. a little bit of mercury. So in you them. can't. So if you break a comp, as I did once, if you break yeah. a compact fluorescent light, you yeah. have to air the place out. Open the windows. Yeah. You use paper to kind of scoop it up. Yep. Put it in a plastic bag or a jar that you can seal. Yeah. And then, and then what? Most you know garbage pickup or special. you know garbage companies will. Yeah. If you like leave it next to your garbage cans, they can see what yeah. it is. Like they'll handle it. Yeah. So they have mercury in them, but you know, old thermometers had like a hundred times more. One hundred and twenty yeah. times. Okay, okay. Yeah. I went back to my parents' place. Yeah. In March, and I got sick. My mom's just like, "You should probably take your temperature." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go take my temperature." I am not even kidding you. I go to their medicine cabinet and she hands me the thermometer and they've still got their old mercury thermometer. <laughs> old trusty. From old reliable. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, mom, you know, they've made incredible advances in digital thermometer technology, right? Like you don't have to use this actually dangerous. Or, the, or just the normal red one. <laughs> Where you literally, I mean, I'm standing there like shake, you know, just shake it down. Yeah, shake it down. You have to shake it down. I'm like, yeah. why, I'm, why am I doing this? Hey, he hasn't missed a fever since 1956. <laughs> okay, so batteries, the other thing mm. that on this list that you can't throw away. So you can't throw away batteries because they're made with heavy metals and they're poisonous and it, it breaks down eventually in the mm. landfills and will leach into the yeah. ground. So oh. most, ba- you can't throw away most just regular so batteries. So what do they do like with them? They recycle them. So they oh. are, they are re- recyclable. Like okay. they go through this whole process and they can get they could basically make the battery again with the old battery. That yeah. makes me feel good. But 9-volt batteries, those are really interesting. You should not throw those away. You should not keep them in a drawer. and, oh, and yeah. Just, yeah, just in your that. junk drawer, 9-volt batteries. The Do sw- they still the, make the rect- them? Yeah, the ones for your smoke detectors, the rectangular ones yeah. with the two things yeah. on top. Why? Yeah, why? It's because... Um, they have both of their little uh, nodes on top. The positive and the negative yes. are right next to each other. So if it's next to, like, it touches aluminum foil oh, or it touches a paper clip. It just and starts then running. It makes yeah. a spark. Yeah. And then if you have, like, a post-it in there, you burn your house down. Like, you, you started a fire <sighs> wow. in your house. Or it could happen in the garbage so easily if you put the battery in the garbage hmm. with something well, since metal. Most people and... only use them for their smoke, smoke alarms. <laughs> The obvious solution is to throw them all away. Yeah. That's so, that's so weird. You're right. It's crazy. Yeah. But I have another battery question for you guys. This one will come up in trivia for sure. Those electrodes on the top and bottom of the battery, like the positive and the negative. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what they're called? What's the positive and what's oh. the negative? Is it, uh, anode? Is it anode and anode and? Anode is the negative one. Cathode? The flat one. Cathode? And cathode anode is and the cathode. plus. My, my high school, high school chemistry teacher would be happy. And then finally, this one is about recycling. So the country's first rubbish sorting plant for recycling was organized in 1898. Like wow. But it wasn't until 1990 that Coke and Pepsi announced that they'd be using recycled PET bottles made out of 25% recycled plastic for their bottles. Oh, I remember. That was a big yeah. deal. The, the the curvy plastic bottles. Yeah. What does PET stand for? Oh, polyethylene... Friscadecophobia. Tr- 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 oh, uh, you're so close. Oh, no, no, no. That's tr- polyethylene. Uh-huh. And then terephthalate. Okay. okay. Phthalate. 
phthalate. Yeah. Pet is much easier. You guys were also close. Like it's in <laughs> yeah. knowing the answer. Yep. That's oh, all. Yeah. Yeah. In Japan, yeah. in Japan, plastic, plastic bottle is pet bottle. They say. Oh, really? Oh. Pet bottle. Really? Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, I know. Well, oh, I, I like this. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you say it like that. Yeah, like right. Yeah, 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 right. I'm like, a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> like, yay. <laughs> like, oh, good job, you guys. Woo. All right, let's take a quick break here and a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. This week, we're talking about things that are trashy. Oh, no. Or, or trash. Sorry. Just trash. Just trash. <laughs> yeah. I got confused. So this week, I decided to talk about trash talking, <laughs> which is my favorite kind of trash. No, it's not. It's not. I, don't, I don't trash talk. I'm not very good. So here I have a quick yeah. quiz uh, about trash talking. You are so excited. I, I love Colin. trash talk. Yeah. When, when, it, when so you said you were going to talk about it's, it, yeah. it's very sport related. It is. Um, yeah, you don't trash sports. talk. Like if you're angry, it's like pure profanity. It's pure. <laughs> no, it's like it's like pure like fire. It's not trash. It's like you're not talking smack. You're angry. It's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, in sports, we have a lot of trash talking. Basketball, you usually call it trash talking. In what sport do they call it chirping? Chirping. 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 Sounds very British. Rugby. Something. No. Incorrect. Cricket. Cricket. Incorrect. Water that polo. would have been perfect, actually. Cricket. Oh, yeah. Chirping. chirping. Yeah. No, what is that? Is that so- baseball? F- football. Is it baseball? Soccer. Hockey. Soccer. What the British call football. <laughs> <laughs> you're just naming stuff. You're like, well, yeah, is it jackal? Jackal. Stuff? Jackal. Um, Eventually, you're going to say it. Hockey. Hockey. Oh, yeah. chirping, chirping. Hockey. Cricket does uh-huh. have a term. Trash talking is a big part of cricket. What is it's it? It's called sledging. 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 Ooh, that's it's not there. like cully wobbles or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, Dana, this is a family show. <laughs> um, there are two urban legends of why they call it sledging. Okay. Both sound equally weird. <laughs> okay. I can't. Not one is like, oh yeah, I can see how that works. <laughs> sure. Um, so the two. Two of them is um, one person's words are so strong it hits you like a sledgehammer. Sure. Um, sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. okay maybe. Uh, and another one is BBC's Pat Murphy says, my understanding is that came from the mid 60s and a guy called Graham Corling apparently suggested that uh, this guy's wife was having an affair with another teammate. And when he came into bat, he started singing When a Man Loves a Woman. I was going to joke. By, yeah. by Percy, Percy Sledge. Sledge. Oh. So he was Sledge. annoying. He was the first one. Yeah. Was sledging yeah. him. I thought it was Sister Sledge. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are family. Yeah. 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 
we don't know why. Still, I'd much rather it be that. I think the first one sounds more like sledgehammer. a the sledgehammer. No, I think the sledgehammer one sounds more like a somebody made it up after the fact because it sounds right. Yeah. Oh, um, it's too right. Yeah, I think sledging, as in singing a Percy Sledge song at someone, has more of a ring of. You got sledge. Yeah. yeah. It's got sledge, bro. <laughs> All right. Also, sticking with sports, I am the greatest. Is a spoken word album released in 1963 by what athlete? Which is a collection of his best poetic trash talking. <laughs> I need the name of the person who made this album. Yeah, Colin. What, what year? 1963. 1963. Uh, was that Cassius Clay? Yes. Yeah. Because she's being tricksy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have said Muhammad Ali, but then yeah. you clarified. Yeah. Not yeah. Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, before his uh, name change. And, I mean, obviously, trash-talking sports has been since sports started. It's there's sure, no yeah. There's no one person. But Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, probably is the most visible and memorable Mm-hmm. Uh, trash talk. Yeah, I would agree with that. Poems, yeah. Very poetic, very eloquent. He made it into kind of an art, and I Am the Greatest is a whole spoken word album. And like the different tracks are named after rounds, oh. which is really cute. <laughs> um, just uh, his reputation for, for some mad trash talking. The Roast. The Roast is an event yeah. where mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people basically they're honoring somebody by saying, Jokes about them roasting, putting them down, yeah. trash talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What place was the first place to host the roast? <laughs> I'll I'll guess the Friars Club. Co- correct. Yeah. Okay. Friars Club. Uh, can you name me the first person who got roasted? The very first. Wow. Wow. Man. Wow. So like Earth. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, <sighs> Joey this Bishop. Is, this maybe. is 1949. Okay. Oh. It's Holiness the Pope. I bet it'll be a name that we recognize, but probably won't guess. Nope, I have no oh, idea. No, really? Oh, okay. Maurice Chevalier. Oh, oh Maurice, Chevalier. Maurice Chevalier. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah, he was a very popular, you know, singer, and you know, yeah. just yeah, uh, like thank heaven yeah. for little girls. That was yeah. Maurice Chevalier. The, the, That's weird. It was a little weird. I agree. I'm not saying it wasn't. I mean, it's a like <laughs> 1949. A he was the first person who got the really? Friars Club huh. roast. That's a good bit of trivia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. I think they used to when Comedy Central started airing them. They were just airing the Friars Club roast. Now it's like but oh, after a few, it's yeah. like Comedy Central just does it themselves now. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was the famous run of like the Dean Martin yes. roasts there. Yeah. They're still yeah. there. They're yeah. still at the Friars Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like in a Comedy Central studio. I don't know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And one last tidbit about trash talking. There is a ritual known as flighting. Flighting. F-L-Y-T-I-N-G. Hmm. And this is basically rap battle for the olden days. In the 5th century, um, in so many cultures, in in Norse mythology, in European European history, flighting is a spectacle, is a thing. It's a rap out between one person and another person, and they just basically trash talk each other. That's like your mama. It oh, is. It yeah. is. It's like, it's, it's, uh, what, the dozens. The yeah. Wild and out. It's all yeah. of this stuff. They used to have courts. They used to have people perform and they would say, th- I mean, obviously yeah. it's not rapping, but they would say things that's like, 
related to your mom or your sister <laughs> or your that. poop, but just sounds so beautiful. It's you know, even in Shakespeare, some of the plays they have yeah. a little bit of back and forth. Flighting. Ooh. Flighting. Okay. Yes. Do you have any fun yeah. examples of flighting? I'm so eager now. So, example is, uh, oh, this is translated. Okay. Uh, I will no longer keep it secret. It was with <laughs> thy sister. Thou hadst such a son, hardly worse than thyself. Ooh, oh. zing! I like it. It's totally you. It's your the, mama joke. It's like your mama. Yeah. 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 Old, olden, uh, humor is really similar to what little kids like. Like, they love puns in the olden <laughs> days. It was like the highest form of comedy. <laughs> they love that. I like, I was all about your mama. Oh, joke. I love your mama jokes when they I was were a so kid. Cl- I mean, I thought they were really clever. At What's the time. your favorite one? Oh God. It was like, it's mean now when I think about it, but it's like, your mama's so fat. She jumped up in the air and got stuck or whatever. Or <laughs> my uh, favorite is uh, when your mama sat on a rainbow, Skittles popped out. Yeah. <laughs> your mama's so skinny. She has to run around in the shower to get wet. She can like hula hoop with a Cheerio. So stupid. <laughs> I like that it covers both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, yeah. your mama's so fat and your mama's so skinny. Yeah. We're not, you know, we're going to concentrate. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're, your mama's so average. <laughs> yeah. Your mama's such an average. Average size lady. Like, <laughs> she buys clothes like, right off the, the rack. rack. Yeah. <laughs> Burn. So, speaking of garbage, uh, I think we should all have a long national conversation about the Mobro 4000. <laughs> yes, that's right. The Mobro 4000. What is, what is the Mobro 4000? It captivated America uh, one 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 spring should one, we uh, should we know one it? hot spring yeah you've probably heard okay of it or All seen right. it referenced um let me take you back the, to the waning 19 years uh <laughs> the the spring of 1987 <laughs> okay wow. ronald okay. reagan was finishing up his second term as president and the tracy ullman show was days away from debuting an experimental cartoon called The Simpsons. In the midst of all of this, one entrepreneur and one mafia boss had a dream. They dreamed Where are they of, two people? Yeah, two people. Oh, okay. Two people, two people. This was their dream. Their dream was taking garbage from New York City, which it had quite a bit of, yeah. to North Carolina. And in North Carolina, they'd be able to sell that garbage for $5 a ton. What? Why would the good people of North Carolina do this? Well, they were running a program in North Carolina, an experimental pilot program, where they would turn the garbage into methane for mm. energy. If you, uh-huh. if you packed it a certain, you'd pack it very carefully into uh-huh. the ground and wait for a couple of years until the garbage started producing methane. But then, instead of just sort of like, letting the methane float off into the atmosphere, which is typically what happens. It was all very, it was a controlled burn. You know, it was sort of like very, you know, mm-hmm. set up in such a way that they could put the methane into pipes, collect it, and then use it for energy. And somehow, for some reason, New York made so much more garbage than North Carolina did that they were ready to import some garbage. Uh, so a businessman named Lowell Harrelson teamed up with Salvatore Avellino... <laughs> Who was in the quote-unquote-forever waste disposal business. (laughs) That's the mafia. (laughs) That's the mafia guy, right? Yes. They teamed up. um, You know, uh, one guy had the barge and the other guy had the garbage because he was in the trash biz. To ship 3,000 tons of ripe New York City garbage down the East Coast by barge uh, to North Carolina. This is coming back where to me Where the now. trash would be given a hero's welcome. <laughs> 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 it's here! It's here. Hey, little 
children. As the open barge of trash <laughs> rolls into shore and then purchased and then buried in North Carolina and used in the production of methane in this in this pilot program. That was what was supposed to happen. What actually happened was the barge of garbage, and I mean you, to look at it, yeah. you could tell it was a ship piled with three thousand tons of yeah. garbage. Yeah. Um Caught the eye as it came in uh, of a local news crew, which, of course, runs with the story on North Carolina TV that the good people of New York City were looking to foist their garbage (laughs) onto the good people of North Carolina. And, of course, there was a public outcry before the garbage could be offloaded. And finally, this ended with days later, after it had been sitting there, North Carolina uh, state officials saying, no go. You don't have to go home. But you can't, <laughs> you can't stay, stay here. Yeah, they were like New York City. Exactly. Jada. Yeah, but pretty much. So pretty Carolina much. didn't know about it. Well, no the no. the company that was going to buy it knew about it, but yeah. it, when it became, oh, became an issue. when it was now on the news, it was like what garbage? You know, we, you know like, garbage. We want good garbage. Enough? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna you know bury your own garbage. We're not gonna bury your garbage <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, so the legitimate businessmen behind this operation now try their luck with Louisiana. So they sh- sail the garbage, <laughs> sail the garbage ship, no, 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 you know, down from sure, North Carolina, just down into the Gulf Coast, down around okay. Florida, and up around other in the you know Gulf of Mexico, yeah. and other up in Louisiana. So now the garbage ship has been on the water for weeks. It heads down to Louisiana because they're just they're 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 um they're improvising. At I mean, this are point. they like yeah. looking yeah. for like, hey, do you guys got a methane operation? Who <laughs> <laughs> thought we'd they, well, they they had found a place in Louisiana that would take it, but it sails to Louisiana. But now it's becoming national news, and Louisiana is like, no, um, they don't want it either because nobody wants to be the guy who signs off on the importation yeah. of garbage. So now what starts happening is uh, the, what enters into the, the narrative of this thing is that the barge may have infectious, hazardous waste on it. Oh. And people start talking about like, oh, well, we, we can't have this because who knows what's in there it's right. new york's garbage right. heroin needles there's no, no manifest like, of be? garbage yeah. right the narrative that spins up about this is that america has run out of space to put its garbage i, I, I vaguely remember i mean and, it's kind of young and I that's why this. oh yeah i mean it was a huge deal and that's why it's on the ship now this was not actually true this it was an entrepreneurial yeah. deal gone wrong but people are saying is oh my god we have nowhere to put the garbage and so now it's just stranded on a ship they try florida they try other places. They go to Mexico. They go to Mexico and they don't want the garbage. They go to Belize. It's now it's the Carmen San Diego of now refuge. It's gone international. Yeah. Sailing the garbage ship around the, you know, yeah, up and down. Finally, after two months, and especially of, of just, you know, the America, the country of America, just at the federal level, kind of like figuring out what, okay, how do we resolve this? <laughs> yeah. Um, the EPA actually sends inspectors out to get on the garbage oh my boat God. and go and look in the garbage and inspects it and there's like okay there's nothing hazardous here it's it's, yeah. it's piles of paper and you know it's there's not Apple it's peels. not it's not medicinal waste uh, it was uh, more than a hundred days out on the ocean oh my gosh. um 
Can you imagine? Like you thought it was going to be a few days. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'll make some good money in a couple days. <laughs> well, the thi- yeah, <laughs> like and he thought he was he, he thought he was going to make money. Uh, and it is estimated that uh, that Harrelson, Lowell Harrelson, who was sort of putting the money up for this thing, lost a million dollars. Oh. Lost a million dollars because he had to keep sailing the ship around and couldn't do anything with it. <laughs> it goes back to New York, and they 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 work out a deal with an incinerator in Brooklyn that incinerates the garbage, and then it is it ends up being buried as ash in the landfill that it was originally going to be buried in in the first place before this whole thing ever started. (laughs) Now, of course, the funny thing is the the story of the Mobro 4000, which was the name of the the barge, it's seen as being the major catalyst that kicked off the recycling movement Ah. in the late 1980s. Whether that was for the right reasons or not, the site of this ship sailing around floating, garbage, yeah. a floating yeah. trash heap did yeah. actually get people to Attention. start recycling oh, that's good. right that's good. right right oh <laughs> oh fun fact so i did do the keys of the kingdom tour in oh Walt oh Disney yeah. World. yeah when i went uh, you talked about it i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do that do they take you underneath the, the yes, tunnels they did. <gasps> i went under it's, it's fascinating but oh, anyways yeah uh, one of the coolest things though is their trash operation yes in oh. Disney World. Super high tech. I bet. They have a compactor. Yeah. You know, depending on the wind, the garbage smell will flow into the park. So one of the, one of the ways to, I guess, to battle that is when, um, the smell, like the air comes up on like the roofs of buildings, there are these rings. What? That basically air would pass through. It sprays Febreze, like, onto the, so when it knows the air. They're just putting giant Febreze into the air. Wow. Can you see them when you're in the park? Can you see the hoops? Oh, I don't. No, maybe I don't know. Wow. I was in the back yeah. lot, so I saw it, and I asked the tour guide. I was like, you know, you say Febreze, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, do you mean brand Febreze? Right. And she said, capital yes. FTM. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was like thinking, I was like, oh, that was a deal. That's yeah, a yeah deal. capital yeah. F Febreze, yeah. not huh. just any type. But yeah, they take their garbage serious. Oh yeah, yeah. that place you, you can you you never want to see a piece of garbage, and you never want to smell garbage. And so most <laughs> of the time, if someone is on a, a Walt Disney World ride and yeah. something drops, they can p- most likely retrieve your sunglasses or your hat that you yeah. dropped in a ride. Yeah. The only place they cannot guarantee. Wait, let me try to figure this out. They cannot guarantee Jungle Cruise, Splash Mountain. Because that Splash Mountain water gets super filtered Uh, and cleaned. It goes through so much. Oh, because it gets on so many people. If you lose a cap, it goes through, like, basically, I don't know, car wash. Yeah. And gears and stuff. It gets shredded. Like, it, okay. it, you can't they, even it retrieve it. It gets sucked out and you lose it. Yeah. Right, it. Right, exactly. right, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, and we have one last segment about trash. Colin, I'm going to toss it to you. Ha! Boom. This past weekend, uh, I was camping uh, out in Yosemite, uh, as I think you guys know. It was beautiful. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been camping out there before. Did uh, you see bears? I, I didn't see any bears, but 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 believe me, the the I don't want to say the 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 threat of bears, but the presence of bears is always on your mind because yeah. every campsite has a, a bear box. You guys know what a bear box yeah, is? Yeah, you store all your your 
stuff there yeah. so that they can't open it. Yeah, and they're super hard to open because man, bears are smart and they 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 love food. So I remember it's, in one of yeah. our older episodes, we had a bizarre headline. It was the bear. I think in New Jersey, who broke into a house and ate Costco meatballs <laughs> yeah. from the fridge, yeah. so it can go through into a house, mm-hmm. open, open the, the fridge, fridge. Yeah. Yeah. and know, find the know that the Costco meatballs are, are good. delicious, yeah. Yeah. and eat them, and yeah. microwave them, right? <laughs> microwave them, yeah. put just a little bit of sriracha. Yeah. On them. He got it on power level eight. I don't yeah. even know how to do that. <laughs> right, right, right. They take it seriously. They're like you know, big note on the bear box. Basically, like, if you don't put all your food. All your food trash, all your food waste, everything, anything with a scent, so like sunblock even, oh, yeah. you know, like scented moist wipes, huh. anything that has any kind of fragrance goes in their bear box. And if they if they come by your campsite and, and you're not there with stuff out, they will impound your stuff. If it's in your car, they'll impound your car. They will write you a citation. It's $5,000 fine. They, they take it really seriously yeah. in the wilderness. So if... Wait, wait, hold on. If I leave a bag of Cheetos in my car, mm-hmm. I get fined. They can, they w- they can and will. They can. If they come yeah. across your car and, and you see, see that you've left your car with food in there, yeah, yeah, you will get oh. cited. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but so you know, camping this past week, uh, it's funny. Even even before I knew we'd be talking about trash, trash was really on my mind when I go camping. <laughs> um, I'm always amazed. I love that song. And and reminded <laughs> always <on my> mind. <laughs> trash is old. how much trash you can generate on an average. Day. Oh, it's oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, when you're down to the essentials, going out into the woods, you know, even if you're just doing really light kind of car camping, it's incredible. Just the basic act of feeding yourself and keeping yourself clean can generate just so the, much yeah. trash. Like just eating six mozzarella sticks in a row. <laughs> it's like seven wrappers. <laughs> uh, I do. Why practice- where's the seven? <laughs> well, to wrap all of the mozzarella oh, sticks the together. Yeah. Yeah. I practice the basic philosophy of being a good camper. If you pack it in. You pack it out. <laughs> That's it. It's anything that comes in with you, you take it back yeah. out with you. And it sounds really simple, but a lot of people uh, yes. will just, they'll cut corners, they'll leave trash around. We've, I think we've had, even had this at Pub Quiz. It's, you know, the philosophy of leave no trace, mm-hmm. right? And then that right. really is. It's like, For as you're camping. Murderers and campers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. You want to. You want to make no one. You don't want to make sure no one knows you were there, whether you're murdering someone or out in the woods. Yeah. A lot of people think that burying the food scraps is fine. They're like, oh, okay, as long as it's organic food scraps, I don't need to pack out my apple cores. I don't need to pack out, you Uh, know, my. But no, you really do. You need to. You need to pack out everything that you pack in, and you know, even if you dig it, let's say six or eight inches under the ground, you're like, oh, that'll decompose, right? It's organic, and it's true. uh, Eventually something that you bury will decompose but not quickly enough for forest animals you know i mean it's like if you're a woodland creature you you literally make your living on being able to sniff out food sources mm-hmm. so it won't be in the ground long enough it'll attract small animals big animals they'll dig it up and then they start acquiring a taste for human, human food, food yeah. human scraps it's yeah. not good it's really bad so yeah either eat it all uh or pack it out with you as you go so that's a little bit of the trash etiquette uh, around getting food into your body while camping. Uh, I think we, I think we all know where this was going to end up, though. Let's let's turn our attention oh, okay. to the processes around getting food out of your body, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is why I would like to formally introduce this segment as 
pooping in the woods. Yeah. Hey. With, <laughs> if you are out in the woods. I am. My jaw is open. Karen's jaw is I, open. I never thought of that. If you're out in the woods for more than an afternoon, there is a pretty good chance that you will be pooping in the woods, mm-hmm. especially if you're out trail camping. You know, I mean, if you're if you're car camping or RV camping, there are often bathrooms, even with flushable yeah. toilets there. But no, if you're out on the trail, uh-huh. you got to do your business. You know, you're dig a hole. Hopefully you got a trowel with you. So this is a multiple choice question. If you poop in the woods, yeah. is it best to A, bury your toilet paper along with your poop, B, burn your toilet paper in the campfire, or C, pack out your toilet paper with you? And before you answer, thinking that any of these are tricks, I will tell you that I have done all three of these in my camping life. <laughs> Okay. A, so good, better, best. A, bury it with your poop. B, burn it in the fire. C, pack it out with you. What is the best course of action? Karen says B, burn it. Dana says C, pack it out with you. Chris says Ugh. Chris says C, pack it out with you. That is the best course of action. That is not, oh, yeah, it's not it's not best for you. Not personally. best for you personally. <laughs> no. <laughs> Certainly not best for your traveling companions, but I'm guessing that's probably of all the things that you've told us now about the woods and what yeah. you got to do. Yeah, you yeah. got to put it into a toilet paper bag and carry it. That's with you. absolutely right. That is the most leave no trace solution. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. Uh, but your poop is there. Well, you you know it's. It, Wait, do you bring your poop with you? No, you don't no. bring your poop oh. with you. You no. can you can leave the poop in a hole in the ground and cover it up. Clean yourself up as tidily as you can. Put it in maybe a Ziploc bag. Bring it home and throw it away when you get home. Now, uh, if you cannot uh, or choose not to decide to pack out your toilet paper with you, you can bury it along with the poop as long as it's deep enough. You know, six to eight inches. Now, let's revisit uh, the uh, burn it in a fire answer, which sounds to me like a the worst possible <laughs> idea. Chris, yeah. and I, social. I'm and so like glad. I'm so glad you brought us back I to that. I don't, and, and I really, if you're gonna do it, I wouldn't recommend doing it before you <laughs> cook dinner over the no, fire. That's why they're Well, you know, that, I, so, okay. that's, that's actually not the problem. <laughs> my logic. That's not, yeah, please. What's, my logic. What's your logic? Go ahead. Assuming you're already going to have a fire right. to burn it so that, like, any germs or bacteria or yeah. whatever contracted is is it's, gone. You know, it makes sense. It's Now, here's the problem, all right? So please just try and picture me with the, the danger inherent to this situation. Okay. You're, sur- you're out camping in the woods, uh-huh. all right? You're surrounded by many large, usually flammable trees. Yeah. A lot of dead wood and dead pine needles on the ground, typically. Now, when you put something that's paper into the fire, mm-hmm. particularly a little wad of paper made out of something really light like tissue paper or toilet paper. Okay. You, what happens is there's a phenomenon as it burns, it will get lighter and it will eventually float, float away oh. and turn into oh. a little mini poop, nah. poop-covered lantern, basically. <laughs> yep. Yep. So imagine sending what what could go wrong? Sending little mini poop-covered like a, flaming lanterns like out into the forest. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so it's beautiful in a, its own way. Is there a way to burn smell? it in the yeah. fire such that it does not happen? <laughs> you want to? Yeah. If you're going to burn Wrap it in the it fire, in. you know, try and just get it in the middle so it burns as quickly as possible. Hold it down. 
The bigger the wad, the less likely it's going to be to float away. Yeah. Um, yes, you can put it on a stick mm-hmm. and put it, roast it like a marshmallow. Right, yeah, right. yeah. It's it's funny. It's also horrifying. Yeah. When you, no, yeah, because yeah. because what are you? You're not going to catch it out of the air with your hand. Yeah. Somebody get it. All right. So now you know how to poop in the woods and not offend anybody. Wow. Else. Thank goodness. All right. All right. Yeah. All right, and that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learn a lot about trash. You can find our show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and more time actually watching and playing what you want with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts.